0: Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR.
1: Good Tuesday afternoon. A wintry Tuesday afternoon, which just lines up nicely with my guests and actually we booked this a couple of weeks ago and i thought this will be perfect for around christmas because it talks about the weather and then look at the weather outside monica Zorowski, author of wild weather on the prairies we couldn't have timed it better better monica you're absolutely right, Angela.
0: You never know what winter weather is going to bring in Calgary or almost anywhere on the prairies for that fact. And as a matter of fact, it was gorgeous here until a few days ago and people couldn't believe what a beautiful December we were having, but the reality of snow hit. And, you know, we're here to talk about weather. If you think about it, weather has been the number one thing that people have been talking about for the last 24 hours. When is the snow coming? How much is, how much is there going to be? What am I going to wear? Can I get my Christmas shopping done before the blizzard's starts i guess it won't quite be a blizzard but it could be a substantial amount of snowfall so weather yes we talk about it we love talking about it
1: we do love talking about it and i don't know if it's just a canadian thing or maybe if i lived in the states they'd be just as concerned about it but it changes so quickly in calgary and plus living in canada we just have such extremes so it always is a topic of conversation
0: It is. I think you're right. There is something unique about the weather when it comes to Canada and I really noticed this a few years ago. I was in California for a few days and each day when I would leave the hotel and I would go by the front desk I would ask the woman who was working there you know what's the temperature going to be what's the weather going to be today <laughs> and she would just look at me like I had two heads and she would say the same as it always is and yes other states and areas do get extreme weather from time to time but a lot of places around the world have even temperatures and even climate and
1: that's just the way it is it's it's boring yeah. in Canada it's never boring that's for sure <laughs> I would agree people who want to retire to Palm Springs I I think, really? It's the same all the time. Monica, you are the author of Wild Weather on the Prairies. And this is a beautiful book because it is page after page of pictures and stories. So tell me how this book came to be. Well, Thank you for noticing that the photos in the book are nothing short of
0: spectacular. Um, What we did is at the Calgary Herald and Calgary Sun, as well as with our uh, colleagues in Edmonton at the Journal and Sun, our colleagues in Regina and Saskatoon at the Leader Post and Star Phoenix, and our colleagues in Manitoba at the Winnipeg Sun, we noticed that weather is a topic that people just can't get enough of. And of course, some of these papers that I just mentioned have been collecting photos of Weather events for more than a century, which is a very long time on the prairies. Um, when the flood happened in Calgary five years ago, a lot of people took notice of what was happening. We put a book together about that, and people people asked for more. So what we did is we took the best photos that these seven newspapers have been collecting over the decades and put them together to talk about or to illustrate what the weather can be like on the prairies. So we have a chapter on ice and snow. We have a chapter on lightning and fire. There's a chapter on water. Um, There's a chapter, hail is included in there. Uh, It's it's just remarkable photos. And what it really sort of shows is not just
1: the history of the weather, but the history of the prairies and how they developed and grew over the decades. Now, when you say the flood of five years ago, did you mean Mm -hmm. 2013? Isn't that... Wait, am but, I doing my math No, you're wrong?
0: right. It's, for, it's, for, it's coming up to the f- fifth anniversary. Good. we're sort of at that four and a half. I'm already sort of thinking ahead to 2018 because we're only a you know a week and a half exactly. away. Exactly. I just know is, I'll get texts from people yeah. saying
1: it was 2013. This it, is 2017.
0: I know. I'm just being futuristic and projecting that we're into 2018 in a
1: week. But that it, sounds it, like it a weather up. person. That sounds like yeah. a weather person <laughs> being right. futuristic, and they never get it right. By the way.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Although we can predict 2018 is coming for sure, but 2018 will be the fifth anniversary of the flood in Calgary, um, which was and southern Alberta, of course, which was quite an event to to mark. And I think all of us have our own stories about what happened during that flood and how that changed our city and what we learned about ourselves
1: at that same time. I love the way you did break up the book, though, because it would be one thing to just talk about wild weather. Well, then how do we go about breaking this down? So you have gone with the, the wind and the ice and the snow and the fire. So I want to break it down for our listeners as well. And by the way, uh, before 4 o'clock, I'm going to be giving away the book that uh, Monica sent me. It is a beautiful book. But you're going to have to work for it, so I'll have more details in a bit. So I wanted to break it down here, and this, I know this gets difficult because I don't even know how you guys figured out which of the pictures you would choose because there must have been so many and so many great pictures. After all, this, these are newspaper pictures. They're usually a little bit better than mine on my phone. I mean, we are so lucky to have such talented photojournalists work
0: with us. And what was interesting um, was that as we went back into the files, it was amazing to see uh, how many photos there actually were from decades ago, from a century ago. One of the um, uh, most devastating uh, tornadoes in Canadian history, for example, happened in Regina um, in 1912, the Regina cyclone. And so I'd heard about this because I grew up in Regina. And so I thought, well, I don't think we're going to have a lot of luck with finding photos from 100 years ago. But in fact, the Leader Post had several interesting shots of the devastation that that tornado caused. And that was quite interesting to see how many of these newspapers do have archives that are just rich with photos that really reflect our history. So we did go back, and basically we looked at the photos that were the best and also the photos that reflected sometimes the most devastating weather events and sometimes the most beautiful weather events as well. How do you define beautiful weather events? Beautiful weather events? Well, for example, one of my favorite pictures is a sun dog on the prairies and the sun dog is ringing a grain elevator and it is a gorgeous shot. Of course, for the people who are standing there on that day, it is bitterly cold, and it won't feel so beautiful when you're standing there, but when you look at a photo a month later, it's beautiful. There are shots of of lightning um, that just take your breath away, that light up a whole sky. We live in such a gorgeous part of the world, of course. I think everyone listening would agree with this. Uh, You just step outside city limits, and we have grasslands, we have prairie in one direction, we have foothills, then we have mountains, and it really is quite incredible when you see the sweeping foothills and uh, cattle grazing in the foreground and lightning maybe 10, 20 kilometers behind them striking the ground. It's just a, a strikingly beautiful shot.
1: I might be a little distracted because I am looking at all these pictures and I have come upon the 1912 Regina Cyclone. Cyclone? Yes. Why was yes. it a cyclone? Why do I think it should be a tornado? Uh, or is there it a was, difference? It was
0: a tornado. Right. Um, it, they, the words were used much more interchangeably um, then, okay. back then a century ago. It was just sort of the, the link of the day, but it was a tornado. It was Canada's deadliest tornado. Twenty-eight people died, and some of the stories from that um, tornado were quite uh, amazing. Just outside of town where the tornado started to hit, um, there was a farm family, and they put their baby inside some kind of old-fashioned oven or stove that, of course, wasn't on, but to protect her from the wind and the rubble. Family members died, but that baby survived and when rescuers eventually got to the farm, they opened up the, uh, the, uh, the the oven and found the baby there safe and sound. There was a story of a young boy who was in a canoe that got lifted up and, um, and uh, dragged in the wind several kilometres uh, across the city. There were so many stories of survival. There was young, one young man, and he was actually delivering the newspaper at the time, and he saw these this howling wind and, and all this dust and debris coming towards him, so he jumped on his horse, because that's how he delivered the newspaper, and he just rode as fast as he could out of town and out rode the tornado. And some of these stories, of course, were captured by the newspapers in Saskatchewan at the time. So to be able to go through the archives from uh, 100 plus years ago and find these stories, these are gems of tales of prairie survival and prairie determination, and it really was an honor to be able to bring them to life in a book
1: in 2017. I'm looking at the Edmund tornado of eighty seven, the pictures of that. Right. Of course that is that's not as far back as nineteen twelve or when the Regina one was, so I think a lot more Albertans really have memories of that.
0: That's right, and that's thirty years ago. So that is certainly in the memory of many of us and, and many of your listeners. Uh, another devastating tornado. Um, you know, a hundred years almost had passed between those. That I think is the second deadliest tornado that ever occurred. Twenty-seven people died. Another six hundred were, were injured. Um, and very, very sad event. Of course, yeah. uh, the tornado wiped out many members of some families. The Edmonton tornado, the one very positive thing that came out of it were the learnings about tornadoes. And because of that, Environment Canada and other weather specialists really put a lot of time into learning how to predict tornadoes, how to detect them, exactly what conditions could lead to them, and also a very aggressive and assertive warning system, Mm -hmm. which has um, helped in the past uh, or in the in the future, since 1987, it has helped
1: prevent tragedy and minimize some of the deaths and damages that tornadoes can cause. Before we take a break and then move on to another section of the book, we can't forget Pine Lake because that was even closer to uh, Calgarians when it came to that 2000 tornado.
0: That's right. There were many Calgarians who actually uh, camped or had summer homes or trailers in Pine Lake, so it hit close to home for many of us. Another devastating loss, Um, something that was amazing about Pine Lake is within a year they were rebuilding and many, many, many of the people who had once built their summer homes there came back
1: and stayed there again. Let's take a break here. Monica Zarowski is my guest, um, the author of The Wild Weather on the Prairies. And I know it was a huge collaboration when you look at all the photos and the stories. But I want to take a break and then continue on because that was wind. We can't forget about fire. And we'll do that after this. I told you you're going to have to work for the book. Before 4 o'clock, I want you to be thinking of some great weather disasters or weather situations that you've been involved in because from 3.30 to 4 we'll share those stories and then we'll have a draw so someone can win this beautiful wild weather on the prairies monica zarowski joins me Uh, monica uh, let's see we were talking there about the wind so the tornadoes or the cyclone if it was 1912 in regina uh, there is a chapter on fire because i think of all these disasters fire just Wipes out everything. You know, you you can see, well, I guess a tornado wipes out things as well. But fires can be just so devastating. And I think the ones that come to mind have to be Slave Lake, Fort McMurray here in Alberta. Absolutely. And those were also the two
0: most financially devastating uh, blazes that ever struck the prairies. Slave Lake was uh, 2011. Um, It had $750 million in costs associated with it. One third of the entire town was destroyed, which is just mind-boggling when you think about how many people lost their homes and their cars and all their belongings and their possessions. Fire is so devastating. It also, as opposed to some of the other disasters, fire can go Want for a long time. If you think way back on the prairies, when a fire hit, people were fighting it with shovels and tarps and trying to wave it off, and uh, you know, build fire breaks, of course. Um, That was before modern firefighting equipment. Now, these days, even with the most technologically advanced firefighting equipment, we still see fires rage out of control, much like we did in Fort McMurray um, recently.
1: Can I say it's good news that they haven't cost a lot of lives, though? It's more costly when it comes to insurance claims?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think any time that a disaster strikes and there is minimal or no or little loss of life, that is something I think everyone is thankful for. Um, you know, the disasters that do tend to take the the largest tolls are indeed things like the tornadoes, which can come up quickly and are very violent. Fire does give people a bit of time to get out of the way. And I think we all saw that in the Fort Mac fires because those images are, are seared into our mind of people driving along the roads and the fire was raging alongside them. And I think everyone was praying that everyone was going to get alive.
1: All right, water. Wow, we've seen our share of floods in Alberta for sure and in Southern Alberta, but this is all about the wild weather of the prairies. So mm-hmm. you've you've captured a number of... Uh, big disasters when it comes to flooding.
0: Yes, and now, of course, for um, the people who are listening who are from Manitoba, they know that the Red River floods, um, nothing quite compares to those. What's happened in Manitoba, though, is after a series of devastating floods, they've come up with a very effective flood mitigation system that has saved them billions of dollars over the years. Um, in Calgary, and area in southern Alberta, we're still struggling with some of those answers, of course, as to what should we do next. But what's interesting is when we went into the archives, and looked at photos of the floods from over the years. There were photos that showed such interesting things. For example, in the 1940s, there was a large flood in Calgary. So the uh, armed forces came in and were rescuing people by boat. People would take their most valued possession with them, which in one of our photos was a small ice chest, a modern-day refrigerator, which uh, at the time couldn't easily be replaced. Or we see a flood in Calgary in the 1950s. There's a police officer who's helping people evacuate from this bus that's stuck sort of near the Inglewood area. And there's people who are watching and they've got cigarettes hanging out of their mouths and you know smoking on public transit hasn't happened for a long time so what these photos show is not only the weather event happening but how we lived our life and what we valued
1: and what was important to us at the time. You know, the the one chapter, because uh, people are saying, okay, you've talked about water, you've talked about fire, what about snow? But you've actually lumped it in as a chapter called ice, because then you're able to talk about devastating hailstorms as well as snow. Is that how you had to come up with this chapter then? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we live in Hailstone Alley or Hailstorm Alley, they
0: call it. Um, some of the storms that have hit Calgary area are some of the worst in terms of financial cost uh, in the world. Like, we get a lot of hail. But, I mean, the blizzards. uh, When we talk about blizzards and their devastating effect on the prairies, especially in in older times, Um, there was a great blizzard around 1948, I believe it was, that basically snowed in the prairies from Alberta through Saskatchewan right into Manitoba. This blizzard was so strong that it covered rail cars and many, many rail cars were stuck for months until the spring melt that they could not get through the snowstorm you would have entire towns that would be cut off without any delivery of milk or food or supplies. Um, There was another snowstorm, uh, I think this was the 70s, and it came up so suddenly that there were all kinds of cattle that couldn't get any feed. And so the U.S. Army came and helped Alberta officials drop hay from helicopters to help all these cows that were starving on farmland. So the snow and ice can be... Um, certainly life-changing, for particularly for those who live in the country.
1: I think what's always crazy, though, uh, when we talk about blizzards, fine, November, December, January, February, we've seen them into spring blizzards as well. Hail is what's crazy is because we have these hailstorms when we've had this condition of really hot weather and then the right elements, and suddenly we've got hail, and and we look like it is the middle of winter when it's July <laughs> or August. I know. it. When people haven't seen that before and they look at photos of a
0: hailstorm and the streets in Calgary are filled with white stuff in July or August, uh, people can't believe that hail. It does look like a snowstorm has hit. And some of these hailstorms, they're now causing damage that are upwards of half a billion dollars. That's insurable damages in a single storm. So they are definitely devastating to the economy, um, difficult for farmers, difficult on crops, um, and really Really difficult for wildlife too. I mean, the hailstones—they kill gulls
1: and hawks and owls and ducks. It's—it's mm. um, it's not a pretty sight. Yeah. Well, you know what? And you talk about what we've seen happen with the tornado, the Edmonton tornado, and how they were able to learn from that when it came to early warning. I think. Through the hail situation, we have seen, you know, more cloud seeding, the Insurance Bureau of Canada trying to do more to see if they can reduce the losses. So as much as these stories can be so devastating, the key is that we have to learn and take something from them then.
0: Absolutely. And I think that has been going on through, throughout time with all of these. And even though the book does have photos of some disasters or disastrous weather events, the one thing that sticks in my mind that's so important is the way people rise to the challenge and the triumph that's experienced over the tragedy. The way people on the prairies pull themselves up and help friends, family, neighbors, and strangers is, is so remarkable. And to me, that's one of the most remarkable or beautiful themes of the book is that no matter what Mother Nature is dealing us, we find a way to uh, to get up and pull ourselves up and get through it together. And, and that's just a beautiful story of the prairies.
1: Monica, it's a beautiful book, Wild Weather on the Prairies. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you, and I look forward to hearing what your listeners have to say about the weather today. Yeah, no kidding. Monica zarowski uh, she's the author of Wild Weather on the Prairies, a great compilation of incredible pictures from, as she mentioned, the Calgary Herald, the Calgary Sun, Edmonton Journal, Edmonton Sun, Regina Leader Post, Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Winnipeg Sun, some great pictures. So here's what you have to do if you want to win the book. After the news, I'm opening up the phone lines and the text line, 403-974-8255. Have you ever been involved in a weather disaster or uh, a situation where you remember just how bad that hailstorm was? I want to hear your stories. Maybe we'll even even gather around the log fire to share those stories, 403-974-8255. You're listening to 770 CHQR.